1: The old end of the year podcast. We'll get to that in a second. This episode brought to you by Squarespace. Hey, do you have big plans for the new year? Uh, do you want to make it easier? Turn your idea into a unique website where well, you can do that. Showcase your work, your blog, uh, a- any kind of content that you have. Sell products, services, whatever you want in just a few clicks. Customize everything from look and feel. Beautiful templates by world class designers using Squarespace. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code NERDIS to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Well, it's the old end of the year podcast. Nerds podcast 2017 ended off with a hostful podcast. We <laughs> – my wife is – stifling laughter over here because we were watching Naked and Afraid for like the past two days. I'm sorry, Liz. What did you say that the podcast outro should be from now on? No, no. What did you say it should be? That you should tell everyone this snazzy idea of yours to end the podcast instead of saying enjoy your burrito. What should we say from now on? Munch those tacos. Great idea. What a fantastic idea! Does that have any philosophical meaning that people need to understand? I just
2: remembered. <laughs> uh, to what? Please edit the sound.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, honey, I'm gonna, we're gonna munch those tacos and leave it in. This is taco munching. It's just leaving shit in the way it happens. Uh, all right. So <laughs> this is from the Nerds Community <laughs> Corkboard. John D. Harrison writes, "My book, Mastering the Game: What Video Games Can Teach Us About Success in Life." takes a look at how the same habits and principles that lead to success in video games can be applied to personal and business success. It's like Ready Player One, but can help you get promoted. Uh, This book is packed with video game analogies. It references over 150 games and important personal development lessons. It also led to a TEDx talk, How Video Games Empower Real-World Success, available in paperback and on Kindle through Amazon.com. Also, Andrew writes... A few years ago, I rescued my newest pack member, Ranger, who destroyed toys very quickly. I had uh, tried other subscription dog boxes, but their their toys were always trashed within minutes. Frustrated with this, I was able to save some money and start Chomp Box, a monthly subscription box service made for super chewer dogs. Every month, you're getting a bag of healthy and yummy dog treats and durable toy made for tough pups. For more info or to sign up for a subscription, visit Chomp box Monthly All right, thank you. All right, that's enough. Yep, no, that was a complete coincidence. Those things are not related. All right, all right, all right, all right. Just keep playing Skyrim. then he's playing Skyrim, she's a werewolf, she's like at level 30 now. Uh, Andrew, I hope you understand the coincidental juxtaposition of Munch Those Tacos and Chomp Box. box. Yeah, well he's not saying Chomp That Box, he's saying it's just Chomp Box. Right.
0: Sorry.
1: It's for I It's for tough pups <laughs> who really want to Chomp That Box. <laughs> they can Chomp the Box once a month. Andrew, you should be writing this down. This type of ad copy is Sterling Cooper Draper price worthy. Uh, all right. So this is the hostful 2017. People say it would never happen anymore, but it did. And, you know, really, it's a lot of it's pinning Matt Myra down these days. Uh, uh, he, Matt might be the busiest one of us three. And so, but as I always say, every time we get together with, I, I get together with these guys, we always talk about how we want to do this more and more. And so we will try. I know Matt's got uh after track in the new year for a couple months, but, uh, but uh, I'm around Jonah's around and we'll, we'll get this shit going again. I promise. I promise. I promise. But what an in- incredible year. What a heartbreaking year in some senses. What a, uh, an, an insane year for uh, us work-wise, Matt and Jonah in particular. And, uh, and uh, a lot of ups and downs. We call this episode "Peaks and Valleys." You'll understand why when you listen to the episode. But it uh, it just makes me realize that I need to hang out with these guys more. And and even though it seems like the world is a dismal place, there are still bright rays of sunshine beaming in uh, through the um, shit clouds uh, here and there. And so hopefully hopefully you remember that now. And uh, and maybe just take a minute and write down all the things that you accomplished this year. Write down the things you're thankful for. Write down you know, anything Anything positive that you're feeling about this year, even if you don't think there's anything positive, just pretend that maybe there's a positive thing. And then, you know, on another list, write down uh, what do you want to accomplish and build on on that stuff for next year and, and what you want to see and manifest. So, you know, it, it just helps when you write that stuff down. You see it in the material world that uh, just gives you a little bit of purpose and direction. So, uh, in any case, I hope you had a wonderful year. I want to thank you again for supporting another year of the podcast going, going into year eight, which is uh, very hard to believe that we're approaching a decade. And uh, and yeah, this is it. And I also want to tell you that this episode was brought to you by Casper. Casper Mattresses. It's a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize the products that they create uh, for exceptionally comfortable sleep experiences one night at a time. So they have three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, the Essential. Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry, not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. And it's delivered right to your door in a small little package. You're going to go, how is this possible? But it is possible. And it's free shipping uh, and returns in the U.S. and Canada. That's free, too. But the best part is you you get 100 nights risk-free to sleep on it. And And if you don't like it, you send it back. That is it. Um, got one of these from my mom, and she is loves it. You know, moms can be very picky. And uh my mom loves the Casper mattress. So start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com slash nerdist. Use Nerdist at checkout. That's Casper.com slash nerdist. Terms and conditions apply. And uh now here's the Nerdist Podcast, episode number nine twenty. Hostful Peaks and Valleys. Munch those tacos. <laughs> why why are you silently I don't want to interrupt you <laughs> Taco Munch Thank, thank you. That's uh, what an understanding wife you are.
2: Now entering nerdist.com
1: Sipping a coffee. Matt smells like clove cigarettes. I uh, can't be. They're,
3: they're talking about. They're talking about spurts. I last
1: night. Are you not telling people that
3: you smoke? No, no. It's yeah. It's really common know. knowledge. Let's talk about sports. They were talking about sports.
4: Chris, you can hide it on a podcast. I don't know if it's the kind of
3: thing you like sneak out to do it. No, 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 no.
4: So my fine. wife. Uh, much to my wife's chagrin. Yeah. When
3: are you, you going to stop doing that? Pretty soon. I hope so. I always say. There's a, yeah, that movie Lady Bird. There's, some, uh, there's a joke in there about clothes, and I, I thought of you. Uh, yeah, you said that was your favorite movie of the year so It far. might be. It's on the top. Uh, it's going to be in the top ten of my favorite movies of the year. Maybe yeah. top, top five, but Lady <laughs> Bird Well, Star
4: Wars hasn't come out yet, bro.
3: That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone gave me, um, we did a Mr. Science Theater soundtrack uh, signing at Amoeba, and someone gave me, like, a Porg. Um, oh that's so funny and i go uh, it's like how are we to know if this could easily be the next jar jar everyone's buying all this pork stuff like no one's buying jar jar stuff before the it
4: is
1: a little premature porging right you know
4: what though
3: you gotta say
1: i mean if the porgs don't really uh have any effect that's that's the problem they're still cute if they're hated then it's still kind of good, because then the hipsters get to, a, then, then they get to be like a hipster hero. Like,
3: isn't this funny that everyone hates this character? But th- no one did that for Jar Jar. No, but that was
1: before social media. That's true. So I think if Jar Jar came out now, and we're, first of all, there'd be a cancel Jar Jar hashtag.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: How do you uh, cancel something in a movie? Uh, you know, people don't really think when they create these hashtags. Hashtag
3: Gungan Appropriation. Yeah, they...
1: Just think, I am a consumer, and I have power to Guys, not have that thing exist anymore. The hashtag would be Misa Two. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no. let <laughs> oh,
4: no, no.
3: not. Uh, no kind
4: of, is correct. I did I did a,
3: uh, I did a, uh, I did a uh, like when the tax bill got passed. I said, "Wisa people going to get audited." <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs>
1: uh, I'm excited that we're doing a hostful. It has not been possible. Really, since the festival in June, oh wow, yeah, because yeah. you were super crazy, busy, yes, and then uh and then Matt you know it, it doesn't seem like that long ago where Matt was like, chris, I don't know what to do, I don't know how it is I'm not working, yeah, and then all of a sudden, everything for him at once, yeah, yeah started writing on the Goldbergs, yeah Star Trek discovery yeah like had to continue doing five podcasts that he started doing while he was unemployed. When had time. Yeah, yeah, that
4: was the uh that was the move. I, during hiatus last year I was like, let me fire up James Bonding again so at least I'll have him Trying
1: to him. fertilize some eggs along doing the way. That, doing yeah, IVF,
4: doing IVF, dude. Sidekick's still. We got two more episodes of Sidekick on uh Alpha before Jesus. The whole thing folds. Who knows what's happening over there. <laughs> is that
3: a, di- a digital platform It's sure not doing is.
4: well. Well, you know. See, so I says to them. I yes, says,
1: yes, <laughs> yes. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how we were. A- I guess we were able to pin you down. Because na- people say, when are you going to do a host phone? I go. Matt's busier than I am at the moment. Rare, you rare spent dream. more time in the. It was uh, you. You were kind of doing the old uh, up in the air business.
4: Yeah. You're in
3: New York all the time. I was
4: in New York every weekend for nine weeks in a row. So
1: just walk people through what your week
4: looked
3: like. <laughs> like
1: what a typical. What day would you like to start the week, Chris?
3: Let's uh, let's say
1: the week starts on Monday. Okay.
4: Oh, so well, can't
3: we just try for a Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You I know, don't Monday know. It might be less confusing. I don't appreciate that. Okay. This. So Monday
4: building. mornings, uh, I would uh, the car would pick me up in New York at 4.15 a.m. Sure. I would go to JFK. I would fly out on the 5.50 a.m. flight to LAX. Mm -hmm. I would land. I would drive to the Goldbergs at the Sony lot. (laughs) I would do the Goldbergs until about 6 or 6.30 in that span, and then I would leave and drive to Burbank. I would tape Sidekick at 9.15 (laughs) p.m. We would go until probably about 10.30 or so. I'd usually talk to the producers for a little bit and then head home. I'd probably get home at 11.30 I would then, uh, on Tuesdays, I would go back to the Goldbergs. Tuesday night is when I would have to watch Star Trek Discovery. I'd watch the next episode of Star Trek Discovery. I would also watch probably a James Bond movie for James (laughs) Bonding. Sure uh Wednesday morning 7:30 a.m. I'd have my quickly s- say hi to the wife. I'd say hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Hi honey. A nod. Uh
4: 7:30 a.m. 7:30 a.m. on two on Wednesday. Do you want to leave some sperm here? Should I leave some sperm here? What am I doing? <laughs> just just tell me where. Yeah. It's on the nightstand, babe. You got it. Honey, I put a couple in the fridge for you in case you miss it. Uh and then uh yeah, 7:30 a.m. Skype call with New York about the next episode of After Trek, read through that script. And then I would go back to the Goldbergs. Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. So I'd usually leave work and drive to Pasadena to Mm -hmm. record James Bonding at 9 p.m. on Wednesday nights. Yep. Uh, Thursdays, I'd have therapy at 8 a.m., go to the Goldbergs. Thursday or Friday during lunch, I would try to record Star Trek The Next Conversation with Andy. (laughs) Uh, And then Thursday night, I would record Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure with my wife. Fridays, I would go to the Goldbergs, uh, and then Friday nights I would leave work and drive to the airport, mm-hmm. and then I would fly to New York
3: and that was um, you did most like two months of that, right yeah and then New York to go, do, New York uh, after to go trek. do
4: after trek. Saturdays were kind of my day to sort of catch up on sleep slash email slash work. <sighs> Uh, I would often be recording ads for James Bonding sure. in the hotel room over Skype with Matt mm-hmm. Uh And then uh, Sundays, 2 p.m. call time for the show, uh, read the script, do a rehearsal, tape the show at 9.30 p.m. live, not go to sleep. And then get picked up at 4:15 a.m. Wow! So
1: those, sounds so like Sunday, you were sounds like you were shaken and not stirred. <laughs> Bye everyone! Have a good time. <laughs> oh, Chris disappeared. <laughs> That's all I was here to do.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't well, weirdly specific anymore. task. Uh, yeah. Weirdly specific goal. You you were about to say something because oh, you said you yeah, didn't yeah. go to bed. The uh, so Sunday Monday that that was like a no sleep almost yeah. like 36 hours. because you said you woke up kind of late on Sundays
4: uh Just to catch up on sleep or Saturdays would catch up on sleep sort of and then Sunday the problem with the the Sunday night thing is we'd finish at like 10:30 and you've just done a live television show General, so you're like pumping. amped up and you can't like run home no, run to No, you can't. You're just going to Yeah, you uh. can't run to the hotel and sleep uh, because it would only a be 4 hours of sleep and b it would just it was just
1: impossible. They, it's impossible because you're terrified you're going to sleep through your flight yeah, and, and you I can't would try,
4: Yeah, I and I would try to sleep at night What are you
1: works. doing that, what are you doing to force yourself to stay awake?
4: Uh it depends. Sometimes I will go for a walk, long New York walks at night. I Big fan of those, Mm -hmm. Uh, and sometimes I'll go just go back and like watch YouTube or something on the on the
1: New York is really I was I've just I've been there twice in the past few weeks, and uh, it's the best at Christmas time. And the weather, with the exception of like a quick little Arctic pocket a couple weeks ago. I was just there a couple days ago. Spectacular. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Now, of course, and any
1: day again. now, it's going to turn into an ice forest. Yeah, yeah, and
4: that's what I'm sort of. With the back half of season one of Discovery starts January 7th. So we're going January 7th through February 11th. Um, and I'm fully prepared for horrible weather
3: yeah well at least the cold air makes it so you can't smell all the piss and garbage on the streets
1: that's right but the that's... pissicles really are nice well, for christmas time of year. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be in new york in the summer yellow bells. <laughs> hey are, are, are you gonna maybe consider not taping podcasts while you're doing this craziness do while
4: well, i'm doing after trek now I, you, I have you have to, do to? Them. yeah Got to crank them out. Got a lot of advertisers I got to please, Chris.
1: Yeah, and then, of course, you know, y- y- your life is such a-, a movie plot because someone might go, Matt, you're doing too much. And you go, but I have to. The IVF is so expensive. <laughs> what does it cost every time?
4: Uh, it depends on what we're doing that round. But, it, you know, I think last year or this, this year, 2017, I think we probably spent about 70. <sighs> Uh, drugs and uh, and retrievals and transfers and all
1: now, those in your things. estimation, tests and whatnot. I know this is going to be a dumb question. Yeah, should it really cost that much, or is it just because they know that people will pay more when they're trying to conceive a this child? This is an
4: excellent question, Chris, and a question my wife and I have struggled with over the last year and a half. And I think that it should probably realistically cost three thousand dollars. <laughs> like that's what it should cost. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like all the equipment's paid for at the clinic already. Like, I don't think there's an overhead other than their rent. They could
1: name a wing after you. I
4: feel like... I mean, I have friends who go to the same clinic and have gone, you know... Let's see. We've done three. We're going to do our fourth in January. And they've done, like, seven. Oh like my God. it's it's crazy. Their it, their overheads covered. So I think yeah. they should really give me a break. That's now are you nuts. gonna are you
1: gonna turn like your bathroom and into and make it look like an IVF clinic room so you can jerk yeah, off in there Yeah, You know, and...
4: I just need to be able to jerk off. So what I'll, I'll need is uh, uncomfortable looking chairs <laughs> uh, with some cracked leather that you're wondering how it got cracked. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, wear some, and tear, <laughs> violent porn, mm-hmm. like weirdly odd, like ass blasters three really like, yeah the porn selection in an ivf jerk-off room is really fetishy
3: yeah super fetishy why even bother using their stuff you have your phone
4: no no you always gotta look just to see oh, what's yeah, doing you got to like you take a gander yeah what's popping off yeah and, to see. and then and then yeah, see what's doing <laughs> yeah. a lot of magazines still that are that are tattered
1: you like, know i appreciate uh, that that in this day and age someone is still willing, willing to crank it to the to the still image yeah, there's real art. There's real art to that.
0: You know,
4: yeah. it's not it's not as bad as you would think. A still image jerk off sesh. You I got some even, uh, I can't Herb even. Ritz
1: books in there. Yeah. I imagine <laughs> yeah. Madonna sex books, National <laughs> Geographic from the 50s to <laughs> the <and> 70s. <laughs> yes, uh,
3: I can hardly get it going for anything less than an animated gif.
1: Yeah, sure. You at least need that repeating <laughs> well, four seconds. Attention spans are shorter. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just need a. I just need one awkward gif of SpongeBob and Patrick doing something. Yeah, I need a sexy vine. Yeah, that's...
4: <laughs> Sexy Vine.
1: <laughs> Why does it still have your Vine loops on your Twitter profile page when Vine is not still an active platform?
4: I can't platform. believe we're in a world where we're post-Vine. was a post-Vine
1: climate, guys. I never thought it would happen, except for, <laughs> you know, while Vine was going on. Yeah, that's true. Did you really think Vine was, like, ever going to go away? I never thought it would go away. Well, I... I was surprised that it went away as quickly as it did. Yeah. That did surprise me because there were people who legitimately were – but you know what? With, with all these these tech platforms, with the exception of a couple of them, they they, they just kind of – they they operate under this um, idea of like, well, let's just corral the audience and then we'll figure out how to make money once we have the audience. Right. But then in that process, their challenge is how do we scale up without an alien and, and bring in new subscribers – or bring in new um, uh, users while not alienating the existing users. I mean, it's it's a fucked up, uh, it, it's really a fucked up business because a lot of them are just like, you just read these things of like, oh, so-and-so uh, lost $5 billion last year, but they're still cranking along. Yeah. Uh,
4: well, I mean, you look at Amazon, which did not turn a profit until, what, like two or three years ago, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Amazon was just well. They would just expand losing. so much yeah. every year, right? Yeah. But
1: on paper, it was explained to me that when they bought Whole Foods, yeah, Amazon, Amazon's valuation is so high that mm. when it bought Whole Foods for what was it? Uh... Less than Star Wars? No, I don't think. Wasn't it like third No, Star Wars was four no. billion.
4: Was it? Star, Star Wars, I think, was. Katie, we're gonna need to know how much. I, I thought. I Amazon thought Whole paid. Foods was
1: like ten or thirteen or something along those lines. But anyway. Whatever they bought Whole Foods for, it was explained to me by a businessman that uh, when they bought Whole Foods, their valuation went up just a few percentage points, yeah. but because their valuation overall was so high, that their valuation went beyond the money that they spent on Whole Foods. So on paper, oh, wow. they already turned a profit by a couple of billion dollars. That's all speculative, right? Yeah.
3: I mean, it is. its it, it, it is all, yeah. Yeah, nothing's real.
4: Nothing's real. Your Simulation. bitcoins are, 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 enjoy it while you can, guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> enjoy your cryptocurrency what about money money's yeah. still good I'm changing everything into gold Blooms. I think <laughs> shoving <laughs> it in my mattress what's a doubloom? um I don't know I've just kind of is that the Rachel Bloom that's currency that's the Rachel Bloom Rachel DeBloom. break currency. Currency. Yes, that Bloom. into song yeah <laughs> whatever it is I made them who, know, who was I talking
4: to I was talking to someone about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and I said to them I was like well has it ever explained why they break out into song because I'd never I'd never seen the show and they're like well she's crazy I was like oh it's in the title, yeah, <laughs> in the title
1: of the show. Yeah. yeah, that Rachel Bloom is that Rachel Bloom is great. She's yeah. a talented, really she's a, a, a talented a song, person. Uh, that show's a lot of fun too. Now, what are you, Jonah? You've had a very since this is sort of the hostful year wrap up, I guess. Your your year was uh, peaks s- and valleys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, one valley, one Harley. <laughs> really, uh, yeah, uh, Like the year. This year has been just so nutty, where like um, I wrapped up uh, Hidden America season two, and then it came out right around the same time as Hidden or as Mystery Science Theater. And then there was like a little bit of time, and then we went and did the Mystery Science Theater tour, which was tough, just because it was like I couldn't sleep on the bus. And like you know, it was just uh... maybe
1: just kind of explain to people what that because the funny thing is how much you know when you're younger you just think oh I really want this thing the idea that you probably could never have even projected... it would never have even occurred to you that you would ever take over Mystery Science Theater no so no. then you get this job it's your dream job it's a lot of work obviously it's rewarding because first of all you did an amazing job Thanks. on it congratulations Thank you. Um, and uh, then you go on this tour which maybe seems like, oh, it'll be fun. I'm with my friends at a Mystery Science Theater. But I got chest pains hearing about that schedule. Yeah, you,
3: I, I think you called me when you saw like the, the I did. The, I was worried schedule. about you. <laughs> yeah, the schedule's supposed <laughs> to be I, like, yeah. I texted yeah, you. I yeah, texted you, too. I was like, what the fuck? So just fuck? sort of walk yeah. people through what that was. Uh, so it was, um, we did about six weeks, and, and then a, a, a week before that of rehearsals, uh, we did two different movies most nights. Uh, so sometimes there was like one show a night, two shows in one night. And it was like almost pretty much a city a day. We had maybe one or two nights off a week, uh, but those were usually travel days. And so it basically, you would do a show, um, you do a meet and greet Either before or after But the show after.
1: is a full Yeah You're doing a full episode Of Mystery Science Theater With interruptions And sketches
3: Yeah So it's like we would You know there would be An opening video With Patton and Felicia's Characters And then like we, The theme song would start uh, You know I'd run out um, Hampton Like you know would Scoot on a little You know Stool with wheels Like below You know And then uh, this guy Tim Ryder Who was a uh, He was a bonehead In the series But uh, he filled in For Servo Because uh, uh baron couldn't do the tour and so like you know they come in we do a whole you know opening sketch we interact with the video we got movie sign we run behind the screen and get up onto i get up onto a platform and it's a rear projection so we have our silhouettes like on the you know the corner of the screen and then we're we do the riffs uh for either EGA or argoman the fantastic superman which is fantastic it's a really great <laughs> terrible movie um, and then, and then like, uh, that segment's over, but then there's the door sequence. So we run back out and do a sketch and then get movie sign, run back behind the, you know, do the, the next segment of the movie, come back out, do a sketch intermission for about 15 minutes and then come back out, run back and do another segment, another sketch. And then there's like two songs. Jesus. Um, and yeah, it was like a real show. It was like, yeah. real, like a, you know, big, and once it starts, it's just going and you can't stop it and it's really exhausting and then on top of that like um we would do meet and greets with the vip uh ticket holders yep. which was always like that stuff would always be nice just because it was you know everyone was so excited and would kind of energize you and get you ready for the show um but if we did two shows in one night there was two different movies to you know two live shows we'd have to do one meet and greet before and then one afterwards and i always felt so bad for oh, those people because yeah. i was so wrecked <laughs> and like i was just you know like really tired and uh, all the time, and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be present. Um, and so, and then after that, we have maybe about an hour to get onto the bus, um, and then, and then the bus drives to the next city while we're sleeping. Well, while everyone else was sleeping, I couldn't sleep on the bus. Oh, is that because you're 6'5"? Six 6'5"? Five? Six, five in a in a bunk bed in a bunk bed that's six five and a half feet long. <laughs> Did you ever um, wake up and smack your head on the? Yeah, so the first night, it turns out, like, my air conditioner vent wasn't working, and so I, like, hot boxed myself inside this thing. It <laughs> <laughs> was just terrible. And then, um, uh, like, I would, you know, i toss and turn, and so, like, I w- every time I would turn, like, I would, like, hit my head on the top of the bunk, and then i hear the guy, like, you know, above me kind of go, hey, you know, take it easy. Uh, <laughs> take, well, who's the guy above you? I one of the crew guys. Oh. Yeah, I think it was this, Take it easy. And did you go, kid. do you know who I am? Yeah, no, <laughs> I am Jonah Heston. I am Jonah. I... I'm the reason that Joel's there too. So I couldn't complain because Joel was in a bunk too. And he's, you know, a guy in his fifties and he was just, uh, you know, so, um, but it was, yeah, everyone else was like, hey, oh man, down, the bus there. is great. No, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did, <laughs> the I did a bus tour. It really just puts me mm-hmm. to bed. It's no, like, and so I would try it like, uh, you know, I was trying all these different things like sleep water, uh, or taking, um, um, menato- uh, melatonin, yeah. melatonin. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, it's like, like, I don't I don't metabolize too fast. So, like, I wouldn't work um, when I was trying to get to sleep, like, taking that sleep water and melatonin. And then the next day, like, it would just be in my muscles and my body, and I'd be wrecked the whole next day.
4: <laughs> it like, finally gosh. kick in when you needed to be yeah, awake. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> and that's why, like, I don't do, like, weed edibles well. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like four hours later, and I'm like, well, I guess nothing's happening. I'll go to bed. Oh, no. <laughs> um, well,
1: it's got to cover a lot of ground with Yeah, you, it's got right? a lot gotta... of space
3: to fill. Yeah, it's a lot of um, and uh and then I like I would try like I would just like it's like well I'll just have like some beers to like just get sleepy enough to like just go and the movement wouldn't bug me. And so I'd like in the living room I'd like drink a few beers, and be like, Okay, I'm pretty tired and then I'd go to the bunk and I'd just you know, that, that fall asleep with your eyes open? Yeah. Just like 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 drunk and not feeling kinda of sick and hungover over mm-hmm. just like not being able to sleep, and you're being uh, shimmied back and forth yeah, and because of the bus. Here's the thing: we were told we got this guy, this bus driver called Smooth Kenny.
2: That was, <laughs> that's what everyone <laughs> says.
3: Like, the, like the guys like who are running the, the tour. The oh, you got Chris, Smooth Kenny. He's like, he's like, oh, we got Smooth Kenny. It's like never hit a rumble strip. That's what, like that's like the guy's whole like you know that's what he's known for being like the smoothest bus driver. Sounds like you hit a lot of rumble strips. Yeah. <laughs> we must have had fucking bumpy Daryl or some shit because like it was like. Every fucking night, I was like... <laughs> like, just constantly hitting either the rumble strips on the side or the dividers on the, on the other side, and I was above the wheel. And it's all great.
1: It's a yeah, want
3: yeah. people to think we're complaining
1: about your dream job, but... But, but when you actually get into because the logistics
3: of it let's be uh let's clarify the dream job was making the show <laughs>
1: <laughs> say when, when i did I did the bus tour last year, and Lydia came with me, and we had this really great bus driver. he was a really sweet guy, but it just like the, and I think for him, you know we were not the typical you know neither of us drink we you know we're not party people, mm-hmm. like we're very low key and uh but it, he I just—I was just curious if you got the same—the <clears throat> same rule because uh, when he kind of gave us the rundown of what to do and not do on the bus, he said uh, he finally got to—and uh, uh, no number twos, no number twos, unless you're going to hot bag it. And we're like, mm-hmm. hot bag? Oh no! Like yeah. basically, if you—if you—if you shit into a bag in the toilet and then
3: tie it up real fast, you can do that. By the way, there was no hot bagging. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I yeah, he—that was a big thing. No number twos, and. Uh, and so, yeah, we would, like, it's like if any of us really had to go, like, uh, we would just, like, hey, can you pull off at the next spot, you know? And so, like, that was always the worst. Like, I would, like, wake up, like, uh, like, I would usually end up kind of falling asleep once the bus stopped. And, and like, it was always a bummer when it just was a, a truck stop. 'Cause mm. then like once the, like I'd fall asleep and then the bus would start back up and then I wouldn't be able to sleep again. So it yeah. sounds like it took a lot of mystery out of the mystery science theater. It did. It, it did. And then like so we like, you know, we we roll up into the next city. Like you you like, you know, we would roll up and then that's when I'd fall asleep and I'd wake up, you know, uh later and like, you know, I'd get my stuff and and like you and a lot of these were like older theaters, so they had like mm. terrible backstage like showers. Like I remember one time they're like, Here's a shower you can use It was like not in Boston, like Philly or something like that, but like it was like a screwdriver to turn on this faucet. Uh, it was just like trickling water. And like, I was like, and I moved the shower curtain and just tons of roaches and, you know. It's oh, just, yeah. And you like, all you really want is like a shower just to get the bus, all the recycled air off of you. Yeah. And, and so, and then like, yeah, and then you have a little bit of time to go find some food that's not terrible for you. And then... uh Was D on any of this tour? No, it's like shortly after... <laughs> shortly after i left for tour um i think it was it was in boston it was like the night of like i think the night before our first show we were in boston and she like we got off the phone and then she called me back immediately and like our dog ruby was having a seizure and so like so she took her to the thing and now like like our dog is on like amongst all like her heart congestive heart failure medicine and then you know her cushing's pills and it's like now Peter she, Cushing's pills. Peter Cushing's pills. Yeah, it just makes her look look a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like it's like, but well, we don't mind because it's kind of neat for our story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's retro. It's yeah, cool yeah, and nostalgic. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's like at six thirty a.m., two thirty p.m., ten thirty p.m. Ruby needs her seizure medicine. Oh my god. Yeah, and so it's like it just kind of like was like a thing. It's like like D couldn't really come out for any of it. Oh so. my god. So it kind of And then when you got back from the tour, your dad thought it would be cool to die. My dad, like, uh, with great timing as ever, got like, yeah, he had a stroke. Um, the uh, like a few days after I got back from tour, I'm trying. I was, I'm trying to remember. You know, when so much stuff happens, like you, it's like time kind of starts it, it to long, Yeah, up. it's yeah. very yeah. So I can't remember if it was like a few days after the it tour, was or, so, really, or, a week or really, really so. soon after you got home. I remember. Yeah. And so my dad, I got a, I got a, a text. From my cousin, and uh, she said, "Hey, your dad's had a stroke." Like, and like, I was like, "Why are you telling me this? Why is why my mom telling me this?" And then I called my mom, and then, uh, and then she's like, "She was waiting to hear what the what the deal was." So what happened like the night before uh, is that like they were sleeping, and I guess he, I guess he got up, and then he fell down, and then it was like he had a stroke. So it's like uh, he he you know he fell down. My mom woke up and like, you know, he was trying to get up but once side of his body wasn't, you know, working. So they called the ambulance and then they, uh, and like, uh, and then so they took him in and, uh, and then, uh, yeah. So then like, we, it's just like kind of just like the brain, brain is gone. His yeah. brain is gone. And, um, and then so like, once we found out that there was really no way he was going to come back. Me, Deanna and Adam, my brother flew out there and then there was like a few days and there was like in, you know, we were talking a bunch during that time, which was very great. and then, Matt, when your dad dies, you can be part of the club.
1: <laughs> You'll be part of the John
4: Myra, club.
3: somehow the last dad left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's actually still giving a speech at your yeah. like, wedding, uh, <laughs> rehearsal <laughs> dinner. I think he's still standing there in the
3: <laughs> cafe in Vegas. Yeah. Oh. And then another thing Matt yeah, yeah, did when yeah. he was oh. in the Scouts. Then, oh, whoa, wait, where am I? <laughs> um, as the hotel implodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so then... Um, yeah, it was uh, – he was. He would – it was crazy kind of going in because it's like his eyes would kind of wander around sometimes and, and like if you put your hand in his hand, it would squeeze it. And he would also like scratch. It was like very like – every like 20 seconds or something like that, his palm would like rub above his eye and then his finger would scratch below his eye and then he would put his hand back down. Oh and it was always God. like very mechanical. And then if my mom talked, his eyes would go. And so I was like trying to like – I was getting scared. Because I wasn't sure um, which the term I found it was called locked in. Like if he was in there and he couldn't, mm. couldn't, couldn't communicate, couldn't like you know just stuck and like. Um, is
1: there any way that they and they don't know if that's the case? Can they can tell? Can they, they tell with the Yeah,
3: EG? they they like sh- like I asked. I was like, it's like is he there? Is what made him up like there? And it was hard to get an answer out because I think they're sensitive about the idea of like you know what people think of when they think of a human being. Like and I was like I was like hey like let's just real quick say there's no soul. Is the, are, are the electrons... <laughs> real quick, no yeah. soul. Uh, yeah, yeah, real quick. Yeah. Are the electrons that made up, like, you know, my, my dad... Is his personality is still his, there? Is he still there? And they're like, not really. It's gone. It's like, a, it's, um, th- the clot was there for longer um, because they couldn't do it like a clot buster because he's on blood thinners. Yeah. Oh. And so if they had, like, by the time that he got to the hospital, if they'd done it, like, it would have, like, just, you know, fucked him up real bad. But like at the same time, I was like, "But well, what's the difference? Right, like, you know, once you have tried, but you know, that's their discretion. And so either way it would have, it would have, you know, ended up probably not good. Uh, so, and then there was like the next day was like, he was asleep, but he was like breathing, like very like, like, like almost like he was on a machine. Right. And yeah. then that was like, that was two days. And then like, um, my cousin Kalani, which whose his name you love. Yeah. Uh, um, 'cause he, my dad helped raise him. Uh so he came from the Big Island and like a lot of the cousins came up from North Shore and we all kinda separately like went in the room and kinda like said goodbye as he was breathing and then the and then at like at two thirty AM, like Saturday night, like a few days like, you know, I guess like uh if it was Wednesday, Wednesday was the stroke, so on Saturday night, yeah, it's like a he died. So. so you didn't have to make the decision about whether or not to No, I mean that was kinda what was that was the scariest part. So like the stroke happened and you kinda you go okay, um, like it's like maybe so he's you kind of like he's gone. Like what made him is gone. The you know it's it's real crazy because it's like it looks like him, and then sometimes like his throat would clear because he would like you know saliva or whatever, and then it sounds like him. So it's like you're looking at this guy as your dad, and he, like he goes <clears throat> and it sounds like him, and they're and not like Going to come back? Yeah, and they're yeah. looking around, and you're just like, and then there's those moments where you know he almost it almost looks like he looks right at you, and you're just like, oh shit. Maybe, maybe, yeah. you know, there's like a thing. And, and then we talked to his general practitioner who like, you know, two weeks before gave him like a clean bill of health is like, you know, it's cause his body was healthy. And that was actually the scary part was that it was, um, his, uh, you know, his body was healthy. So we were so scared that he would just have to be this vegetable right. that my mom would have to deal with and, um, and like just take care of him. Like our hospice care or something like, you know, wiping his ass for, you know, feeding tube, yeah. whatever the, right, the case. Right, right. so but and so that that was scary and that was like kind of a bit much for my mom. she was kind of like starting to you know break down she said, I don't know if I could do that like that's insane you know she's been taking care of him because he's a, all his health problems over the years you know he's almost died so many times, and I think we all kind of had a head start on the process of knowing what we'd feel like because of the times he's almost died before sure it's like two or three times in his life the doctors say he's probably not going to make it but then gosh also faced with the idea of this indefinite
1: yeah vegetative state it m- might have also been i mean i would imagine it that weirdly took some of the edge off when he finally passed yeah like, it was okay, a really so he's not gonna just be a, a,
3: a dead brain body yes. forever and that's the thing it's like you really kind <clears> of <throat> it makes you it makes you like you know really think about you know self and and you know life and stuff like that when you're When you're just, you're like, it is, it's like, you know, visually it's him, it's his body, but he's not there. So it's not him, but it looks and sounds like him, you know, it's, it's a spooky thing. It's, it's like a real, like, it was a real head trip to like, just kind of, you know, my brother, he's like, Hey, like, you know, do you want to, he'll squeeze your hand. I go, but like, I remember just like being in the room going like, but it, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a mechanical, it's just a mechanical thing. Like, it's like, what's it's a, you know, like, it's like some people might get something out of it, but like, I wasn't.
1: It is it is it is a trip I you know my my stepdad died a couple years before my dad and uh and it was just a weird thing he was in um went to get his car serviced had some kind of a I think it was very similar he had some sort of a heart incident which I think went to his brain like if someone had been there they could have yeah but they came back uh and just found him in the room and Ugh. so he was you know that essentially brain dead, yeah, but then lying in the hospital and uh and it it is trippy because you just think, oh, am I willing to take the risk that this is the last time I'll see this person, yeah, and that this is am I even if there's a chance they might come back, yeah, and what it you know, and the doctors. You know, it's rare that they, because they don't want to get sued, you know, like the, it's rare that they'll give you a definitive, you know, they'll go, well, it's not likely that you're know, like, just yeah. fucking tell me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's, that was the tough part. Like they're, you know, they're really just tiptoeing around all kinds of stuff. And, and you're just kind of like, it's just like, please just like, can we like, you know, like, and I even researched, it was like, oh, is there compassionate killing in the state of Hawaii? There's not, you know, there's. Right. it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was tough. It was like, you know, my mom's been with them, you know, since she was. A kid, you know, not a kid, like you know like it's like she was like a senior in high school and they met, oh wow, so it's her whole life, you know, it's like being with him, and then you know I, it's like when he finally died it was uh yeah, it was real it was real like you know it was real tough because it's like there's all these kind of like you know I'm sure you had the same thing, it's like like I had a good relationship with him, but it was complicated, you know like uh it's like there was there was stuff that like it uh I wanted to like you know I was it's like it's something like. That I was thinking about for years. I was like, oh, like the thing that the opportunity you got. And then Dan Pasternak, our friend, also got to do it where you got to interview your dad. Yeah. And you kind of got to like just break down like his life and get a a good concise idea of what, you know, what his thoughts on things were and stuff like that. So that's kind of, that was tough. I just kind of like, you know, it was weird to uh, just have him be gone. And it's like how coming back to L.A. where my life wasn't that different because I've been out here right. for so long and well, that's, so that, what that's what was so
1: and you know I felt I mean obviously an incredible amount of empathy because of what you were going through with your dad but also really understanding that for the past few years you'd been going 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 it was like you know um meltdown show yeah. you know not just the meltdown show at meltdown comics but also the comedy central meltdown show so meltdown show hidden america you know mystery science theater hidden america again meltdown show like all, all rap you're going, 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 going. You get back. Your dad dies. You got to go back home. Do it. You come back, and all of a sudden, it's just still. Yeah. There's just nothing. It's yeah. like the momentum uh, is just like slamming on the brakes. Yeah. And the, that's a real shock to the system, and really, um, d- 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 I mean, it, it almost. I mean, I had the luxury of just continuing to work through. You know, it was just like yeah, but you, but everything just sort of coincidentally just it w- stopped.
3: It would have been a weird time in my life. Even if he didn't die, like, it's like just all that stuff to end. Like, so, you know, all of a sudden and not like for any reason, just that's the way stuff times out. Just like what Matt was talking about earlier, which is like, it's like, oh, like all of a sudden stuff starts up and like, you know, just as easily a bunch of stuff can just wrap up. And so, yeah, it would have been it would have been weird. And then to kind of just have that, you know, I mean, maybe it was nice to like, you know, just have the opportunity to figure out how to grieve, I guess, you know. It's still a process. I started seeing a therapist. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I ran into a friend and like he said, like uh, he's like, you know, when people get into a car accident, they go to physical therapy. And this is an emotional car accident. Yeah. So maybe, you know, therapy is a good idea. And so, yeah, it's uh, and then, you know, and then, you know, my mom, it's, you know, it's been great. Like, you know, she's been out here and now she's up with her parents up in Chico, California. And so, you know, it's, there's like good days and bad days and it's a, uh, it's still a whole process. Yeah,
1: it is. And, 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 you know, what I said to you and what I would say to anyone, cause I, you know, I do get, I get a lot of messages from people that say, Hey, I just joined the dead dad club. And I always say to them, you know, uh, and I try to answer everyone I can. I, I think I actually have a, I think I answer everyone <laughs> that yeah. writes to me about that. Cause I feel like it's really important to, to, yeah. to and, and what I say is. You know, don't fight anything that you're feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, if you feel really sad one day cry, if you need to, if you feel really happy, it's okay to laugh. If you no matter what, if you feel angry, feel angry, no matter what you're feeling, the more you just sort of give yourself over to the, you know, whatever the waves of emotion are, the, the, quicker you're gonna it's gonna heal because you know it's just so hard to fight it and yeah that,
3: that's and what's gonna that's what's gonna really drag it out and that's the thing i'm not sure if this is the same for you but like I, like you know you know we all have like kind of mood swings but like i can like with it was since it's happened like i, I was, wasn't able to sleep for a while like after like a, you know like i just could not just go to bed and just eyes open like i was on the tour bus again but, um, like, I can feel the mood swings start. Like, I can, like, I can almost feel my emotions start, like, leaning and careening to, like, you know, a certain place, be it happy or sad. But, like, I've never n- actively noticed mood swings before. And that's kind of, like, been real weird. Where I kind of, like, I remember even, like, last week I was just like, oh, I, think, I think later today I'm going to not feel so good. It was yeah. real, like, real weird. And, like, it's, like, there's a lot of other stuff, like, that's, you know, like, it's... Uh, it's, you know, even though, like, my dad had, a, like, kind of a full life, like, it's like I kind of felt bad for a lot of the bad stuff that happened to him. Like, it's like, you know, there was one thing I was said, like, the night he died was like, oh, I just wanted him to have, like, another win. Yeah. You know, just one yeah. thing. um Sorry. No.
1: That's okay. I mean, you should, you know, it's a bummer thing. You can be upset. You, you can got totally to be on Magnum PI. None of us did.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, and then... I mean, it's just one of those things where you just, you just, it when it needs to come up, it needs to come up. Yeah. And you just have to feel it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's very natural. And I always feel like it. it's the, the most you can do to honor someone is to, you know, feel how you're going to feel.
3: Yeah. I was trying not to. Oh <laughs> well, that's that's the problem. We literally Jonah. just said you shouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, but it works so good for Matt. <laughs>
4: <laughs> push it all down. Jonah, push it all down.
1: Push it up. Jonah, um, don't you want to be a ticking time bomb? <laughs> don't you want to be Don't you want to be a time bomb? Just yeah. a ball of eventual rage. No, yeah, I yeah. I still listen, man. It's still it it sneaks up on me, man. I fucking I watched Parenthood the other night and like three quarters of the way through Lydia had fallen asleep and I was like <gasps> You know, it just you know, just seeing it, yeah. it's just cause so much of it is just dad just dads on dads. Dad,
3: yeah, that a lot of dad on dad stuff. Like uh, I haven't been able to watch one of my favorite movies, Beginners, which was my comfort movie for a long time. I oh, don't know. Can't watch that. There's a lot of dads on dad stuff in the jerk-off room at the IVF club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's a classic time uh, bomb joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. Just, just mush it down with uh, clove cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, that's and how God. I deal with the stress, not how I deal and, with the and anger and running around. But in general, I've, I've been really impressed by how well you've been doing, by how well Thanks. you've been dealing with it, and how healthy you know how healthy you've been. I, I think I was. You know, I think I was a little worried, like, oh, I hope Jonah doesn't just start drinking a ton now to get over it. And and I haven't, I'm not with you every day, but I haven't really noticed that that's been the case.
3: And and you and you really, uh, you know, I, I I think you're I think you're doing a good job. Thanks. Yeah. Have you tried drinking a lot to deal with it? Well, that first week when I was in Hawaii, like I drank a ton. Yeah. You know, it doesn't um, help. Well, that's what it they do It doesn't help, there. but it was like, is you know, it's it was uh, it just that's like you know, you know what my they say drinking, I, yeah. when in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that that was like, you know, that was just so nuts being back home for a bit. But it was was the weirdest thing was like just like I spent that first week like just was just me and my mom. I was staying in the uh, the bed like with her like so I was on my dad's side. And that was another like really kind of lame thing that made me start kind of like evaluating a lot of stuff in my own life Um, was that uh, his uh, his side of the bed was like a little lower than her side of the bed. And like it was because he just watched TV in bed all the time.
4: Oh, mine's much lower just because I'm so much fatter than mine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, uh, the, yeah. the, the remedy for that is just get a new mattress every so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when my, dad, my dad, before my dad met my stepmom, there was a period. My mom and dad got divorced. My dad was probably around 40 or 41. And then he married my stepmom when he was 49. But before then, he had been single for like eight years. I mean, he dated. But he had this couch. You know, my dad was... My dad would have ne- – if he had never gotten married again, he would have had this furniture until he died. But his his couch had that ass depression on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where the fabric was <laughs> smeared off. Yeah. And it was just like you – it was not hard to see where he sat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, in that couch. And that's just – that is just such a dad thing of, like, eh. Yeah, But, I mean, yeah. was your dad's
3: sedentary lifestyle, did that contribute to this? Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, you know, like, my mom said he would, like, he would lay down watching TV, and he would cross his legs at his ankles. Like, tons of stuff that's just bad for you. And he got healthy because, like, the doctor's like, you got to get healthy. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, it's like, because, like, all this, you know, he was always on the verge of maybe getting diabetes and stuff like that. But, like, it's like, you know, my mom would say, it's like, you know I'd say, hey, Mike, do you want to go for a walk? And he'd be like, oh, I don't need, like, hem and haw. And, like, I just, like, would flash to, like, every time I'm on the couch at home. And Deanna would, like, Do you want to go walk to go get, like, coffee or something? I'd be like, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, just, like – and just, like, it was just this weird, like – and he was – I think he just he was just depressed, you know. Like, I don't think he – he didn't like that he didn't – he used to have money and he didn't have it anymore. And, I, like, I, that really bummed him out. Our so parents' like,
1: generation didn't really understand oppression, though.
3: They really just, you know, like, it was really, <laughs> like,
1: eh, I don't know. You know, yeah, like, yeah. they just didn't really have a – a real healthy approach. Not everyone, obviously, but by and large, they just didn't really have a healthy approach to mental health because yeah. I think it was just like it was just the walk it off generation or like yeah the, eh, yeah you know, I'm not gonna go see a well I'm not fucking crazy I'm not gonna go see a psychiatrist yeah know?
3: exactly and
1: so they just didn't really I mean I think if anything our what, what our generation has and the, this next generation has done is is really normalize talking about mental health.
3: I think it's very, you know, it's a
4: very good thing to do. Not. I still think it's not as normalized as it should be.
3: Yeah. No, it's but just, from
1: the difference between our parents yeah, generation course. and Yeah. So oh yeah, when Holy I told my shit. mom I was going to therapy, she's like, "Oh, why?" Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 Wait. Well, uh, you know, cuz of the last Yeah. chunk of time. Yeah, that and that was a Yeah, that was a, an interesting thing too, like the week I spent with my mom uh like we just kind of just like talked shit about my dad. Like it's like a, you know, it was a weird thing like it was just like i kind of asked her a bunch of questions like i was like it's like did he resent like my money or success and she's like yeah kind (laughs) of like it was like and like she's like and i never got it and i told him to relax like it was a bunch of like it was a bunch of shit like that or it's like you know like i was like why did he why why did he do this or why was he like this and you know just we just kind of like talk shit cathartic you know what it was very cathartic and i I think
1: that's also okay because this thing happens where when
4: (laughs) I wonder how Joan is the only one not wearing glasses. It's very strange.
3: I know. Oh, yeah, I also got. Lasik. <laughs> I also like you know, lasered like one of my. Signal- this podcast my- has changed, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: my identity is gone. That's another. It's like I was talking to my therapist, and like a, I, she's like, you know, you bring up the fact that you don't wear glasses anymore quite a bit, and she's like, I think even if your dad didn't die, you would probably still need to go to therapy for the to, glasses. For at the least. glasses, yeah. Well,
1: I don't need glasses to see. That's very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, but I think that that, that uh, sometimes. Uh, Thing can happen. My mom told me this great story about uh, she used to, you know, my mom's Catholic. She used to sing. She was a song leader in the church. And she, I think that she was singing at this one funeral. this was like yeah, a couple decades ago. And the guy, who was an older guy who died, and he was a fucking ass. Like, guy was just an asshole. Yeah. But everyone who got up to speak about him was like, you know, he was so so okay And the guy's wife got up and she was like, let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> he was not a great guy. And I don't yeah. need to stand up here and lie. And, you know, everyone at first was like, whoa. But then she was being honest. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You, you, th- there's nothing wrong with this idea of like, oh, you can't speak ill of the dead. Like, well, sometimes, you know, everyone's flawed. And sometimes yeah. if you're going to honor someone's life, you're going to talk about someone's life. You you should be able to talk about all of it. I think so. Not not just and not just pretend that oh my god you know like before I would have said they had problems but now they're perfect because they're not here anymore. My
3: mom was really worried about that because she had to deal with them all the time. So it's like when like she's she's like I just like everyone going like oh he was so great. It's like yeah he was sometimes sometimes he was a good guy. Other times he was just a grump. Yeah. You know, and so... So you can learn from that. Yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was very nice. And it was like... uh And then like when, you know, for Thanksgiving, we went to my mom's family, you know, uh, their place. And like, it was cool, like hearing like, you know, my uncle's, like her brother's like, like, he's like, so, you know, I needed money one time. Your dad was really good. Like all my cousins, like, you know, saying yeah. cool stuff about him. So that was like, that was really, really nice.
1: Yeah, it's it really it'll cool. be a, it's a never ending. I mean, it'll get to a point where you maybe you're maybe you're there, but it'll get to a point where when you think about it, it the the emotion that comes forward isn't so much sadness but sort of like a weird comforting thing or yeah. you'll or you'll hear you'll utter something, and you'll go fuck, that's exact, and then you'll be comforted by it because you're like oh he's kind of not not in any mystical way, but like oh he's alive, I mean his molecules are in me both emotionally and physically. Yeah. And And so he does live on. Yeah, and that worries me the most. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but you're aware of what you... Like, you're aware of the things that you don't want to repeat. You're aware of those flaws. And look, the good news is... I mean, a lot of times people will either make exactly the same mistakes their parents made, or you'll make new and innovative mistakes. (laughs) You know? Like, you'll... and, And so maybe... You know, maybe that's but, but it 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 always does sort of make you aware of like, oh, is this a – you know, I, I know I notice I notice negative things all the time that I do. I go, Oh, I think that was my dad or I think that's my grandf my dad's father. Yeah. And, yeah. You
3: know, and uh Yeah, I see that. I see like I'm seeing some of my, my dad's dad, my grandfather in me sometimes as I get older and like I go, God, I think I was such a dick, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, when he makes fun of you, it means he likes you. I go, I go, Wait, I think I've literally said that. <laughs> make fun of my friends.
1: <laughs> yeah. But but it has been an incredible it has really been an
3: incredible year. Yeah, yeah, a lot of you know, it's just it's like a lot of stuff. It's just like it's like so many things. So many different things throughout the year. Isn't it
1: funny how good good things good things and bad things, but good things, you know, you 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 do kind of have this weird um you you can kind of have this self-flagellation when good things are happening and you're stressed about it you're like but these are the good things and and anyone else would tell me i'm crazy and for not for complaining about this and 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 you know i'm lucky and i owe it to the universe to not say a peep about but you know no matter what your body only has so much energy in it yeah and so whatever you're stacking on top of your normal emotional load is going to be stressful whether it's on paper good or bad so you know it's you you shouldn't feel too too bad about uh you know being like oh no we gotta you know because you're gonna do season two of mystery science theater now which i'm sure is fun but i but i but i i mean i remember talking to during that process and that's a fucking intent people don't realize the amount of work that goes into something that
3: looks so off the cuff and like just playful yeah no it's a it's a lot of yeah it's a lot of writing and a lot of rewriting it's like you know you you write you know thousands of jokes for each movie <laughs> thousands and thousands and like and and then like you'll have like the perfect joke for the perfect moment, but you can't figure out how to bring the words in so it's like the, like so it fits in the spot where uh-huh. it'll make the most sense and yeah it's it's real tricky but real you know it's real fun it's gotcha. like and it's you know new after the i v f and the dead Dad thing i i just
1: i feel bad for complaining about a weird thing that happened to me a couple months ago. But he's gonna do it
4: anyway. Uh,
3: well, I'm gonna bring it up Welcome. anyway. So he went to Portland for this, <laughs> ham,
1: this, this, ham, this croissant. ham croissant. <laughs> and they didn't <laughs> have, <laughs> have that ham croissant. And Is quite there a frankly, statute of limitations <laughs> <laughs> on the ham and cheese croissant at Ken's Artisan Bakery? Did you have it? Because it's really fucking good. And uh, no, did they I only, mention they when I one, can... one and you didn't let us have a bite. <laughs> <laughs> They found one oh, after I threw a mini tantrum. Now, I'm not saying yeah. that it's a good thing to do, but Listen. you can't argue with results. Yeah, I, I um,
4: honestly think of that moment. I was just once, tired. I, I, I was overtired. It no, because you'd been talking about it. Yeah, once or twice a month, that moment comes up in my head where I just think to myself, I'm like... Yeah, it was a douche moment. He, I, no, but I... No, actually, my end, the end sort of conclusion in my head every time I think of it, and I almost always think of it as I'm like... Going out to my car. I think of this moment. <laughs> We're at this bakery. Jesus Christ. Hard- it's like talking- 2012. Listen, I, I, you, let me finish before you say I'm mocking I'm, you. It might I'm be a good you. thing, Chris. Okay. I, you know, Chris had been talking up this ham and cheese croissant at this bakery. So, <laughs>
1: when you travel a lot, those are the yeah, little yeah, yeah, things yeah, sure. that kind of I fuel it. you. Yeah,
4: totally get it. Yeah. Like, I cannot, like, I think about a pepperoni slice from Joe's in the village yeah. all the time. Yeah. Okay. So... You know, he's talking about this croissant. We go to Portland, we check into the hotel, and then Harwick's like, "Well, let's go to let's the bakery. Let's go right there, guys. Let's go to the oh, yeah. bakery. Yeah, you know, they got the ham and cheese. This, croissant. You got to try this croissant." <laughs> so Jonah and I go up, and uh, we get whatever coffee and something else, and Hardwick goes and asks for
1: this croissant, and and they they tell him flat out, essentially, we're out. We're out of this croissant. But can I just say, and this is only child syndrome. Yeah the ima- and it's certainly not her responsibility yes. to take care of my feelings over a fucking croissant. Yeah. However, it just the way she said it was <laughs> so cold. It was like, yeah, we don't have that.
4: <laughs> but uh, No, yeah. But I just And this is what this is the point. This is what I think about brown. all the time. I think about the fact that she was a little sharp. You the, you could have just left. You could have just let it be and not had the thing that you had been wanting for months. But you did. You prodded. Yeah. You, you, you I said something up, that
1: made yeah. absolutely no sense to her, I nor should she up. cared about. Which is, I just traveled here from somewhere else, yeah, you know, and came here specifically to get this thing, you know, it which should not have made a fucking but lick of lo difference. Lo and behold, they had another one. She goes in the
4: back, and magically, yeah, they had this
1: other ham and cheese croissant. And I think about
4: yeah. that sometimes, where I'm like. You know, sometimes you do – you sort of – you don't – the first answer is not always the answer.
1: I will agree that the first answer a lot of the time is not the answer. The first answer is usually the the quickest – like the shortcut answer. It's yep. the quickest – I don't yeah. want to have to – They were almost to,
3: closed too, right? Yeah, it was late yeah. in
1: the afternoon. It was late in the afternoon. It, 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 and it's the same thing with, like, customer service yeah. or, like, if you're dealing with an airline, well, we can't change this ticket – let me speak to a supervisor. Here's why this is... All right, we'll change it for you. It's like... Because they know that a large percentage of people will just say okay. Yeah. And I know it sucks to sort of be the douchebag who pushes, but, but a lot of times... It, it yeah. does. It does get, and get I think something that, done, and
4: then i i turn I turn my car on, and I go, "Boy, what a baby!" And I laugh
3: to myself. <laughs> <laughs> should, yeah, it was not a. It was not a. It was not a great moment. Yeah. But uh, you should have heard my disappointment when I like right before I went to tour to fly out to for rehearsals for that tour. Like uh, D and I were like, "Let's go drive down to Pedro, and we'll, we'll have a uh, fish burrito yeah. from Baja Fish." We roll up, boarded up. They closed. closed down. Oh, and I was like, I like. Out of my mouth, no! Like just, no, I want that. The enjoy your burrito. Burrito is, is no, no longer. longer. So you no went
4: longer. and got a Jack
1: in the Box across the street. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's what
3: happened. Here's what happened a couple months
1: ago. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Depeche Mode in, came into town, played the Bowl, mm-hmm. and I go, you know what? This is uh, very excited about this. Very excited about this. So I get tickets. I get a. Bo- I get box. These great box seats. I invite my friend Tom Lennon, I invite my friend Will Wheaton, I invite my friend April Richardson, we're going to go see Depeche Mode, it's going to be great. We're like at the front, like we're at the last box before the pit. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. nice so box. we go, we go to dinner, we go to the concert. I don't go to concerts very often. So when the first song, I'm like, it's loud. <laughs> Everyone else has earplugs. Did not occur to me to bring earplugs. Uh... Tom Lennon, thankfully, we're going to check this, check this. <laughs> So I jam them in, still incredibly loud, Uh, leave the concert. My my ears feel a little clogged. I wake up the next morning ringing. Yeah. Ringing. Yeah. And it's loud. And it's not stopping. And, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's fine. fine. Days. Ringing. Mm. Ringing. And it's not – starts to get a little better. We have the Walking Dead premiere, which I saw you at. Yeah. It's starting to get at least a little more manageable, and it's very loud at the after party. And at a certain point, I'm like, "What am I doing? We have to leave because I can feel my ears starting to get." Jeez. We get home, ringing louder. I have like a full-on flip out, like rocking in the corner, like I've ruined my. Because anyone who has <clears throat> a chronic tinnitus, yes, I do. You do have it
3: mm-hmm. from playing drums, yeah.
1: You know it. When, when it first starts happening, you do think to yourself, how will I ever live with this? Because it you can't shut it off. No, no. It just never stops. Yeah. It doesn't. And there's nothing that makes it because it's in your ears. It's in your head. It's a noisy fridge in your head. And so uh, I f- so feel sorry for my wife. And it just reaffirmed how much I loved her because she was amazing through the, you know, through the whole thing. You know, go to the doctor. Well, you know, it'll. I mean, they can't tell you anything. Yeah. Oh, it might get better, might not, you know, probably will. We don't know. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was, it, it, it's just one of those weird things that you never think about. So I would tell people, bring earplugs to a concert. <laughs> don't jam them in your ear too hard. Yes. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it's just, it never occurred to me. And it's funny the thing is we had just seen Baby Driver. Not that oh, long. funny. But it hadn't really, I mean, you can understand what a ring in your ear might be. But when it's nonstop, it. Re- so what do you? What do you? Do you still have it all the time? Yeah, and that's you're. Why just... I like,
3: that's why I like having some like sounds or music or movie on when I go. So it kind
1: of it, it it went away, and I felt a tremendous amount of relief. And then a couple nights ago, I go to answer my phone and accidentally hit it on speakerphone and hold it to my yeah. ear, and I go, "Hey, how's it going?" And it, <sighs> Ah! And so my ears have been kind of ringing again for yeah. the past couple of days. Oh no! And of course, I've been terrified that it's not, and it's getting better.
3: You'll well, it's, you'll just acclimate to it, and it's just like a thing that's there, but you won't really notice it after a while. Yeah, yeah. like these extra thirty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> But it's
4: such a. Yeah. I mean,
1: listen. It's not the same as. I really understand. It's not the same as someone losing their dad. No, it's pretty close. But but yeah, I'd but say but, it but, so it, maybe. but it but it just um, it's a one or one. It it is a strange. It was strange to sort of, you know, being someone who has claustrophobia. It's almost a very claustrophobic feeling. Because yeah, you yeah, can't, yeah. Because you're like, oh, I can't get away. I can't get away. Yeah, I can run around in circles. I can put things in my ears. What's it like? Have you gone in the pool? Put your head underwater. No, it's it's fine. I mean, it it you know it hadn't bothered me for yeah. about six weeks until a couple of days ago. But then the crazy thing happens is that when you are so hyper aware of it, mm-hmm. then you just are like, oh, was that always there and yeah. I never noticed it? Or well, is it bad? You also have the it...
4: comic neuroses, of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of yeah, like yeah, honing yeah. in on the thing and yeah. just amplifying it.
1: I wish I had brought that up before we
3: talked about your dad. Yeah, it would have seemed have like have a better time. That. No, but it was yeah. a nice. Uh, it was a nice. You know, started like kind of crazy with Matt stuff. Peaked yeah. with my terrible, stuff. but then
1: one time I couldn't get this roll that I wanted in <laughs> a, uh, a bakery.
3: Us, you took us in for a soft landing. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs>
1: I apologize did for music. Did we fusing.
4: ask you to try it, or did Don and I know to just let you eat the thing? What I'm trying to remember, though. I don't think we, asked, uh, yeah, we knew to like let him have
3: it, yeah, let him have his victory, and, like guys <laughs> like us. We would have had a bigger bite than he would have been yeah. willing to give. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you're going to have that much of it, yeah, huh? Yeah. It's like asking there's, for a chicken finger. Yeah, there's not three halves. You, <laughs> you know there's not three halves, right? <laughs> <laughs> only two halves.
2: That's how halves work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> only two halves. But I'm going up to Portland. I know by the time this goes up, I might have been in Portland, Portland. But um, but I'm going up to Portland uh, to Helium. And uh, well, so may, may look they, out, Ken's Artisan
4: Bakery. May they have an ample supply of I'm going to
1: be there for a few yeah. days this time, so I'll get there early.
4: There you go. Yeah. yeah that's that's the way to do it. That's the way. That's, to that's the way. That's the way, that's to the way
1: to well, let's talk about some things that we're thankful for this year since we uh had a lot of uh complaining and sadness and uh uh it, we, Matt, Matt, Matt what have you been thankful for in 2018, 17, 2017? I mean, listen, it's been a it's been a it's been a wild ride.
4: Um very thankful for my wife mm-hmm. for dealing with uh me being gone mm-hmm. and um oh being gone, huh? But actually, yes. Surprisingly, someone <laughs> likes me. Someone likes having me around. She's the best. Your uh, wife is great. She is. She's fantastic. I'm very thankful for her. I'm also thankful to uh, the universe for uh, all those years of uh, drawing uh, enterprises on my notebooks and uh, paying too much attention to Star Trek that it finally paid off in a job.
1: Well, it was a. You know, I, I was. It was. I was very impressed because. You when you when you took off from at when at midnight when you when at midnight ended mm-hmm. for you yeah I said well hey you can come back in the fall if you want to and then you called me a couple of days before we, we were gonna offer you the yeah. you know and uh, you said you know Kevin Smith is doing this thing I'm gonna go work on a thing I don't want the job yeah and we said okay so we hired someone else and a couple weeks later you go oh, that Kevin thing might not work out can I get that job. Yeah. And I go, well, it's not available anymore. We gave it to someone. Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, what am I gonna do? And I go, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe we, uh, we can try to figure something out, but I honestly I don't know. Yeah. And you had a moment of freaking out, but yep. then you really like got your shit together yeah. because you were, you know, pushed up against a wall, basically you were painted into a corner, and you figured it out. Yeah. And now all these great things That's happen. what Myra Shines. Myra shines When I'm when I'm when I well,
4: you know, it's interesting that you say that it's like when I I do always sort of somehow manage. I always wonder, like I always feel like the universe has been very kind to me. Uh, I've I always feel like you know whenever I think that uh, I'm fucked, like something comes along to to make it work. Like, so far, no baby, but um, it, it, it. I always think that I'm like due for I'm due for the opposite end of that. At some point, I always am yeah. always very cautious of like oh, that's Catholic school. When yeah. is this fucking that, coming? That, I
3: mean, that's, that's kind of how I felt that's, like that's I was, that's
1: guilt yeah. Catholic school, and that's you know that's one of the things that I always fight my from my, that my dad really believed, which is the superstition of like good things, bad things happening, yeah. and a lot of that I think I <laughs> a lot of you know I don't think it's a coincidence that we all went to Catholic school, right. and it's just that like oh, you think you you think you deserve this good yeah. thing.
3: Get the fuck down and you stay down. Certainly yeah. do not. Yeah, because I mean, that's that's exactly yeah. like because, what was running through my mind. I was like, "What a year! Wait, what?" You know, yeah. just, it, I, I thought I was like, "Oh, this is what happens." You know, yeah. it's, it's hard not to have that in your head. Yeah. yeah, but it's but it but it is, you know, it is a
1: false connect. It is a false connection. Good things and bad things do happen, but I think because we just don't have a real guideline to yeah. connect the dots in the universe we we connect them mm-hmm. in a way that makes sense to us yeah, yeah. and so some of sometimes you know and, and and that is where that is where superstition comes from that yeah, is exactly. all superstition superstition is basically just connecting dots in the universe for science we don't have yet
3: things <laughs> don't happen for a reason things happen then we give them reason
1: we that's yeah. exactly right the yeah. reasons are retroactively bolt, bolted on because we have to make sense of it, and we have to process it. Because it's just too—it's just—it can be too difficult to say, like, "Well, that just happened." Yeah, you know, life is chaos. Yeah, because otherwise, you—you you wouldn't. How, why would you get up in the morning if if you just yeah. felt like, "Well, everything is chaos and nothing makes any, nothing has any structure." Right. Yeah. So, you know, what I would say is that that I, I don't—I'd I, like to believe that's not true, and I like to believe the universe is fairly indifferent as to whether or not you fail or succeed. Yeah. So you might as well try to
4: enjoy no, your no. life yeah, if, no. if you can. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really, it's an incredible uh, time. I, you know, I have the, I have After Trek. I have the
1: talk show on Alpha. I, have I mean, you're, li- you know, I'm so Goldbergs. proud of both of you because you are literally doing, and I think if you were to ask yourselves, you know, like 15, 16 year old yous, mm-hmm. not in the New York sense, yep. um, what, you know, hey, look, here is an outline of your life in 2017. You converted to Judaism for a time to become a TV writer. <laughs> now, I you are to. married I to a Jewish lady yeah. and you are a TV writer. Yes. Yeah. And you are doing a Star Trek-centric thing. You're doing a James Bond-centric thing, yeah. which is very successful. Yeah. A bunch of... You know, you're doing the, you're both doing, you're both in proximity to the things that inspired you the most yeah. yes. when you were growing up. Yes. Yeah. And that is an incredible.
4: I think about that off. I think about Jonah doing Mystery Science Theater and I think about me doing Star
3: Trek yeah. and I just think that's fucking crazy. It is real. It is really, really nuts. It's uh, yeah. But
1: it also, I think if anyone has followed this podcast from the beginning, it should be a roadmap that, that this is possible. It's possible because mm-hmm. we were all just dudes yeah who yeah. just kind of had things that we were interested in and you know it's i mean there, and with, none of us had any special leg up on anything it's just and certainly
4: yeah. no special ability <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs> as the internet is often to point out they will, yeah <laughs> they they do love to they do love to poke holes they do love to poke <laughs> holes but uh but and that is the internet's special ability yeah. but you know it 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 is it, it should be a um it it should be a it should be a nice encouragement for anyone. You know, I always love when we get emails from people for like the cork board they go, Oh, you always say to do a thing and I started a thing and then this happened and my yeah. life touching. Yeah. You know? For sure. So it really it really does boil down to yeah.
4: And the the other I think the last thing I'll say I'm thinking for is like the um the podcast I do with Dory is really, you know it's it's amazing the people we're reaching on that that like are also going through IVF. We um we had a, uh, a listener write to us because Dory and I had talked about her getting her hysteroscopy and how they had found um, scarring in her uterus and, and stuff that they had not seen in any previous ultrasounds or anything hmm. like that. And someone had written in about their hysteroscopy and how that showed a bunch of stuff that like they, you know, it saved... Just, a cycle essentially a, a wasted cycle if you're doing a ivf cycle in a in a in a shitty uh, road instead of a nicely paved one that embryo's not going to stick so a listener had written in and you know they were having some pains and and she knew from the podcast to ask for a hysteroscopy and they found stage one ovarian cancer whoa oh my god so they were so able they were to- able to, to find it very early now this is still early on in in her process but she wrote in and said i would not have known to ask for a hysteroscopy had i not been listening to the podcast that's amazing so it's like the the, it's the moments like that where i'm just like very gracious and 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 delighted to have the community that we have for people going through ivf uh and and that we're sharing and it's always funny we always say we're we put it out to that we put out the sperm signal which is our (laughs) which is we imagine it's Yeah. Uh, And, you know, people are always asking these questions. They, you know, it's a very listener driven show where people are writing into us. And, um, you know, there's always, you know, someone always presents a scenario where you're like, that's that seems insane. And we always inevitably put it out to the listeners. And there's always two, three, four or five people who've. Who've experienced that exact thing and can offer the advice to the person that is asked. That's the so it's like a, it's
1: like it's basically it's a community, it's a forum.
4: It's amazing, yeah, and yeah. it's uh, and I'm very thankful for all the eggheads out there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's really really
1: cool. <laughs> you know, when you finally do have a kid, yeah, when that kid gets old enough to go, oh god, listen to what you say, you're gonna be like, do you have any fucking idea? I, I always think what about we went that. I yeah. always think about the fact
4: that like I can't imagine if I had hours upon hours we're now we've done 60 some odd episodes of this show and i can't imagine having hours and hours of my parents like going through anything let alone trying to conceive me and just like their ups and downs and like dory and i get really real on that show and it's just like i just wonder what that how that kid knock on wood we get one how that kid will respond is the only room that I could knock on literally anything it's <laughs> fucking wood. Yeah, wood uh, how that kid will respond to like hearing that. Yeah. We should, just... When you
3: do have a kid, you should name it uh, Debt.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm out
1: right now. We'll see. We'll see if that lasts. It'll be interesting also to see if you... Because I'm sure when it finally happens, you will feel a great sense of relief. But I would also... And that it owes me something. Well, <laughs> I, I, but I'm, I was not, I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Like I would make sure... Are you in therapy? Do you yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Because I think a small part of you might also resent a little bit everything that you went through to right. make that kid. There might I be a little bit. Always of- think about that. I also always give
4: it advice while uh, on the podcast. Occasionally, I'll be like, now you're probably listening to this. And I just want to say you cost us a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't play left-handed guitar, we're really fucked. <laughs> like I tell it, I, I give, I give advice to my future child on that's the podcast. Funny. So hopefully they eventually listen.
1: Well, if they're right-handed, then you can just leave them all the guitars to sell. And that's basically their, yeah. uh, that, that'll, be, yeah. that'll yeah. be their nest egg. Because yeah. all those fucking guitars are too many. Too many <laughs> guitars.
3: What other uh, what, what what good stuff for you, Jonah Ray? Uh much like Matt. Thankful for my wife. She was uh, Deanna was solid solid gold during the process of uh, go, going to flying to Hawaii with me and being there and like uh, you know just like helping like she helped me. You know, like the the Monday after he died, like you know she, we went to the funeral home and got did all the forms, and she was there because I was like a little spaced out the whole time, and yeah. so she was there to like you know really. Really do it. She's, like, been, you know, solid just completely. And, like, I'm just, you know, really stoked to be her husband and really, you know, proud of her and and thankful that she's, like, you know. I can't imagine it being too easy. Just, like, you know, just because, like, the mood swings. It's, like, you know, it's, like, I'll just, like, shut down sometimes and just, like, not want to do anything or not, like, you know, not feel like even just interacting with her. But she's, like, keeps it positive and, you know. Yeah. And that can't be easy at all to just, like, you know oh, okay, now you're you're okay, you're this way. All right, well, sweet. You know, well, what do you want for dinner? What, you know, I'll I'll make the decision. You know, stuff like that. She's she's good at that. So that was like, yeah, that was the shining. I'm thinking for my like my mom getting to know my, not, not getting to know my mom better, but like seeing her like emerge as a fuller person. My dad, you know, he didn't like, he didn't like, you know, demand the attention, but he really wanted the attention. He absorbed a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, she, seeing her like, you know, like making decisions and doing what she wants to do. And you're yeah. also like both
4: getting to know
1: adult, your mother. Yeah. Together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really crazy to get to know your parents as an adult. Like, yeah. to, to, but to know them as people. It, yeah. It like, like, oh, yeah, you were just people who got knocked up and, yeah. and had all this other responsibility. You know, it's like that is a real strange point in a person's life to just go, oh, you're just a
3: person. Yeah. And I don't think it's like, I think that was like a thing that bugged me about my dad is that like, it's like he wanted to be like, he wanted to be dad and he wanted to be like infallible and like, he, he didn't want to seem like, like, yeah, he wanted to like, it's like, like he, it's like my mom was saying, it's like, yeah, he'd like, you you guys would show up or you'd call and like, he'd be like, he'd put on a whole like happy face thing and like, everything's great. What are you talking Like, you know, it's like, where he wouldn't really be that honest. Sure. You know, and I I think that was like a that was a weird thing to kind of like. I always kinda of had a feeling that, you know, he was a little like, but you know, either way, the thankful stuff. Like, uh, you know, my mom for sure, like getting to know her again to, you know, I helped her uh get a car yesterday. Yeah, you know, it's like awesome. it's like, you know, and then she's, you know, very thankful for that. And that's been really cool. And, you know, I am I am thankful for like, you know, uh my dad, like, you know, like the The idea that like, you know, it's a, he, knowing now it's like, he didn't really like the idea that I was pursuing, you know, entertainment. Like he like hated the fact that I didn't go to school Hmm. or college or anything like that. Like he was, you know, but like he didn't, he didn't show it, you know, to a point where it made me want to stop or, you know, it's a, right. So it's like, you know, for better or worse, what he did, you know, like, you know, Put me in a place where he he was like my number one fan, and so like you know he was like when the when the good stuff happened he was always very good, and of course he had those dad moments of like you know when I'm talking about working on MST he's like well maybe that work hopefully that'll work out for you you know that kind of stuff, but it's um you know he just he just wanted you know he wanted me to be safe he wanted me to like you know like not he didn't want to happen to me what happened to him which is like he. You know put his eggs in uh, the basket of his his dad's company and then it like one the company crumbled he had nothing right so it's like he was worried about that and but like he didn't show it as much as like he felt it which right. is like you know huge when you're like when any of us started doing the stuff we're doing now it's you know there's so many there's so much inside of you telling you to stop because of how ridiculous the idea is like the one in a million shot of being able to become successful in entertainment it's like there's nothing. There's just constant, you know, doubt inside you. And so when someone's like, you know, like doubtful towards, you know, you doing it too, it's it's more crushing. You know, yeah. it's like when they go, "Are you sure?" It's like they may be just saying it, and not even thinking about it. But it's like it's. Fuck! Your, I hate that question. Yeah, exactly. The I floor get, just drops out below. I you. get
1: angry. I get angry when people ask me that question. Like irrationally angry when people, when you say something, they go, "Oh, are you sure you want like?" Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not. I I really do think about things. Yeah, I don't just whimsically ah. throw shit at you know like oh you know I don't th- you know I I think uh oh uh, what what do you want for dinner I think I'm gonna get a salad. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like it just because it basically it's the other person saying like it, to me, and I know it's just someone trying to take extra care of you. Yes, but I read it as. They don't trust that you have the capability to make a decision. Yeah, and so that question drives me off a fucking
3: wall. Yeah, it's real. It's it's not. It's yes, not I'm sure. Do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm positive. Yeah. Yes, please, please, let's move on before I change my mind. Are you really sure?
1: Yes, I am really sure.
3: <laughs> um, and then uh, you know the uh, I'm, I'm I'm also thankful for uh, like all all the misties were like you know it was the when the show came out it's like there was there was negative stuff of course. Of course, I didn't there really these, see that. Well, it's like you know, there was a little bit in it, but like the overwhelming positive nature of it was like mind blowing to yeah. me. Um, it is funny because I think I can't remember it was like birthmoviesdeath.com or something like that said like when they announced the second season, like, although like met with mixed reviews, um, and then like all oh, the comments were. Uh, on the article were like what are you talking about mixed reviews it was almost ultimately positive it's like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah, yeah you know, I know like, I just like everyone's always got to make it like I don't know Yeah, everyone's got to throw a little negativity in there Meanages. yeah yeah exactly but like it's like to, to be embraced by a community that you know I was very much like a, once like a part yeah. of and still am but like it's like you know like all the all the mysteries on online the way they interact it was just and all the ones I met on the tour It was like you know, it made that really hard tour like really worth it, and you know, it's a, and it was really cool. Like you know, it's it was cool for my mom and dad to see that to like to see pictures. They were like looking up the hashtag on Instagram and seeing pictures of people with me. Like you know, they got to, you know, it's like my my friend Donald, who you know I've known since I was five years old. He like you know he had a hard time with my dad's death, like real you know real hard time too because his parents are in their eighties and he's like, how did that how did your dad die before you know my my parents and so he was having a hard time but then he kind of like he said here this is what's been making me feel better is that uh he's like if there was any there's never a good time to die it's never like you know it's, it's never you know it's never like ooh, nailed it you know there's never that it's um <laughs> dismount yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's why i've always thought about too one's like the untimely death it's like oh what it was it like maybe a week later would have been a timely death yeah but if you could have just waited till friday yeah exactly then swish um <laughs> But, uh, but like he said, like, like, there's never a good time to die, but like, if your dad was to go, cause he would have eventually, everyone does, if he was it's like, what a, what a year to go out on. Like, it's like, he got to see, you know, a son, like who, you know, through his passion, you know, like buy a house, um, get on the show that he was obsessed with as a kid, be married, like be happy. Um, like, you know, get the fans that, you know, he's always wanted. Um, and then like, you know, for his other son, he got to, like, you know, he got to see him get married, got to see, like, a grandchild, you know, because Adam's yeah. kid, got a kid. you know, so it's, like, so if there was a year for him to go out on, like, he's, like, that's, like, a banner year for any parent, I think. Yeah. And so that made me feel really good, so. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, there isn't really a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's never a really good time, but, you know, when I think about how um, my – if my dad had lived a lot longer i worry because my grand both my grandparents had dementia well into the, you know my my grandfather in his 80s and my grandmother in her 90s my and my grandmother's got it right now and i don't think i know he wouldn't have wanted to have gotten to that point and it you know it would have been it, so it's not i'm not happy that he died i'm happy that he never had to yeah that he just you know of ways to go Getting yeah. hit with a heart attack or a stroke or, like, just in one quick, like, flicking off a switch... We talked about ...is that, a yeah. fucking gift. Yeah. Because Lydia's dad had cancer for eight years, yeah. and they had to watch it happen, and I, you know, and our whole first date was about how our dads died within yeah. a month of each other. Oh, shit, really? And, uh, yeah, and... Um, Sexy. And I always <laughs> say that, uh, well... And then I always <laughs> say that, uh, you know, wow, we do... We do fundamentally understand, like we connect on that one level, but I said, I have no sense of what that must have been like.
4: I talk,
3: Talking to other friends, I mean, we were able to, we talked about that too, like about the lights out thing, um, which is like, you know, like it's, anytime you talk to a, someone that they're dead out of cancer or any, anyone died of cancer, it's like, it's, it, it seems harder. You know, like, of it's course, like, yeah. it's like it's like, you know, we're just left with the, you know, the aftermath. Um, but like to feel that dread, that creeping dread for so long has got to be really fucking gnarly. Real depressing Hostel podcast, you guys. Yeah. Way to end the year. Yeah. yeah. I had to pull the car over. Not happy. Yeah. It
4: wasn't as depressing as it could have been. We could have talked about current events.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What the fuck is going on in the world? Everyone's a goddamn monster. But uh, but I, but I am excited that, uh, um, you know, it. it I just hope people understand that as much horrible as many horrible things that are going on in the news that light that is not the full scope of life, that there there are good things and there are happy things. And sometimes you got to look for them and sometimes you have to work for them. But if you don't, you will fucking go nuts or yeah. you'll just you'll just create that depression on your couch or your yeah. bed which is oddly metaphorical the depression, you know? depression. the depression depression yeah um so you know there are a lot of there are a lot of really great things i'm also incredibly thankful for lydia and just how just incredible i mean just it just seems crazy it just seems crazy to me that someone could be that cool and and uh and, pa- and patient and tolerant <laughs> you know and when she <laughs> And sometimes I just don't believe it. You're I've been tried You're an tried, abused
4: puppy, my friend. I've tried yeah. to write
1: a bit about it. Yeah, but I abuse myself the most. I, I try to, like, I try to write a bit about it, but I, I, think it's just not that funny. But, you know, like she'll just, will we'll wake up and she'll go, oh, "I love you so much," and I'm like, "You don't sound well. Should we get you to a doctor?" because yeah. like, it just, it's so hard for me to believe. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe it. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just could not be, could not be more thankful, could not be more thankful for her. And there's a lot of fun, you know, there's a lot of fun work stuff going on for next year. We're going to do the festival again. Yes. On um, but we're going to do it uh, we're going to move it to the Orange County Fairgrounds.
3: Oh, no way. Yeah.
1: Wow. The shoreline uh the shoreline was great and I don't we're not trying to exclude anyone in Northern California, but the shoreline is uh, there's a couple reasons the shoreline is also incredibly expensive venue. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, it's great. And it did, you know, our festival did great, but it just, there's a lot of stress.
3: Yeah. And also
1: also the dates we wanted to do around the same date date range, and they weren't available. So it's like, well, then do we move it later in the year? Mm. And then the more I thought about it, the more it seemed like, oh, well... If we're if we're having comedians there and like TV and film panels, wouldn't it be better to have it closer to Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah, so exactly. less travel cost. Yeah, and the shoreline—I mean the uh, the the Orange County Fairgrounds—is a fucking great venue. I've There's been. like all these pavilions. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I may have told you this, but uh, uh, I sold uh, sold the sitcom to uh nbc yeah you did
4: tell us this but we're still gonna clap on the podcast and pretend we haven't heard about it. it that's
3: insane
1: yeah it was uh about six weeks six seven weeks ago our manager alex murray said uh hey you should pitch a sitcom this year it's almost time it's almost like the end of the pitching season i was like okay and uh and so I reached out to David X. Cohen, who's the showrunner for Futurama writer in The Simpsons, because we had become friends since we did the Nerdist Futurama yeah, yeah, um, that's right. uh, thing a collaboration. And I was like, "Hey, do you want to pitch a sitcom? comedy?" He's like, "Well, I'm working on a thing with Matt right now. I'm going to be done at the end of the year." And I go, "Well, let's just try it." And he said, "Okay, so you know we came up with an idea, got a little Google doc going, put it together, pitched it, sold it. So now we're we're going be in the and the way it works is you know, you turn in an outline of the pilot, then they approve that. Then you write a script, and if they approve that, then you shoot a pilot, and then they approve that. So yeah. there's
3: a lot of runway, a lot of runway. But that's a huge thing. To be but to it's
1: miss. very exciting, and and writing with David, you know, uh, especially because we'll kick character stuff back and forth, and I'll we'll go, oh, yeah, that's kind of like a Bender thing. I'm like, oh my god, uh, you're the and it just sort of, <laughs> it just sort of like, you know,
3: that's cool. It just sort of like twe- twe- tweaks my my brain a little bit. Maybe it'll time up. So where Matt leaves the Goldbergs, he just moves on to your show.
1: Interesting.
3: (laughs) Sounds great.
4: Interesting. Oh, that's weird. I'll take a. a, I don't make
3: the rules. Well, Jonah, at least you're here to enforce them. Yeah. Yes. If that's uh, (laughs) you know, don't make them. Do my job. (laughs) Just enforce them.
1: Yeah. And then just a public service announcement for people. Just a little public service. Uh, I'm not a great sleeper. No problem falling asleep. Can't stay asleep. My wife uh, bought these canisters of this stuff called Calm, which is a powder Sorry, that you so put you in d- water.
3: D- enunciated uh, just a bit more. <laughs> calm. <laughs> uh, calm. Yeah. So Pop. you open this bottle. You just... Sprayed all over your face.
4: <laughs> you know, so, we had Before You Get to Calm. Yeah. That reminded me of the, the way you pronounced that. We had, last week, I was on set all week, and we had Clancy Brown. Oh, he's great. Fucking at playing the shop teacher, doing a bunch of like double entendre stuff. And he's up there with the butt joint, trying to seal his butt joint with caulk. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the fucking... The, caulk block? The way that this man acts, it is so beautifully... Serious. Uh, It's one of the funniest things I've seen. Clancy Brown is fucking phenomenal. I don't know that cock is going to get into the ABC cut,
1: but it's there and Mm. and it was just joyful, but calm, calm. And just again, Clancy Brown, literally he's in the Punisher, you know, he was in the flash. He's been in every He's been in so many things and every time you watch him he's fucking great at whatever it is yeah. that he's doing whatever yeah. animated voice he's yeah. doing yeah. uh whatever you know he was on SpongeBob like what, no matter what he's doing Clancy Brown deserves a fucking Listen, Emmy lifetime achievement He has a
4: lengthy monologue in the principal's office with Tobolowski about uh why he, the fact that he respects Woody's the shop teacher because he spent 3 years in a bamboo cage It's, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's- All
1: right so come It's magnesium which is uh like uh-huh. supposed to re- relax you naturally. So I was taking this, uh started to sleep great. Um then uh Thanksgiving was also my birthday. Lydia made her first what she calls it her first unsupervised Thanksgiving dinner. Uh-huh. And it was fucking incredible. And
3: yeah, uh did we miss your birthday?
1: Yeah, it was uh, November 23rd. It was, it was Thanksgiving. But it's easy You've to get or obscured or? by uh, Thanksgiving. I don't care. It's fine. I didn't even do anything this year. We had Thanksgiving dinner and yeah, a bunch of people came over. Yeah,
3: I feel I usually have on top of
1: that. No, it's totally I mean, at fine. At least a text. Totally fine. Sorry. So um, uh, uh, I haven't been eating. I gave up chives. I haven't been eating any sugar because my cholesterol is weirdly, really high. And so I gave up most, you know, I'm not on a paleo diet, but I'm not eating like excessive sugar. Mm-hmm. So I haven't eaten dessert, so it was like red velvet cake in the shape of a turkey that was really phenomenal. Shout out to Delicious Arts. Um, uh, Donuts from Blue Star Donuts, like tea cakes, all these foods. The next morning, I had the kind of diarrhea that I was convinced (laughs) that at the end, Augustus Gloop was going to fall out. (laughs) The red velvet will do it, my friend. Yes. And I was like... I can't believe this I can't eat desserts ever again Because I just hadn't eaten it for so long So it got better Came back Persisted to the point where I'm like Something is wrong I don't know what it is I'm having a severe I think I need to go get a colonoscopy I think something is wrong You know, it's there's a lot of There's a lot of uh, softness going on Not without going into too much detail So a couple days ago I have to take a red eye to New York to do a, an event for NBC. And I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Just the waterworks are on Ooh, guys. Oh boy. And I just have this weird thought. I'm like, I don't know what else is going on in my life. I, I don't do anything that should warrant this or high cholesterol. Yeah. Except for the fact that I get worked up. So, I don't follow. uh, uh <laughs> take it down, Clovey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on a whim cuz i can't sleep cuz it's now 5:15 in the morning i go i wonder i wonder if this calm stuff has anything to do so i look it up magnesium a natural laxative oh the very thing ironically that has kept me calm and sleeping for the past couple of weeks is the very thing That has turned my body into a Vesuvian shitmare. (laughs) So so I'm just giving people a little heads up that if, you know, if you're doing a band on the runs, if you are also taking magnesium anywhere in your diet, that the slightly too much magnesium can do that to
3: your body. Wow. You know, if you were worried about not having a worse story than my dad dying... (laughs) <laughs> worry no longer. You win, Hardwick <laughs> I don't win with that. No one wins
1: with that story. No, literally, no one
3: wins no with one that wins. story. Yeah. But
1: I just wanted people to be aware because it's, you know, like I really thought something hor- As I often do, I thought something was horribly wrong with me, and it was just the fucking. And I stopped taking it, and within two days, fine. That's funny. Still back, got the ring in
4: here, but that's back to your, air, yeah, yeah,
3: back to your uh, rabbit pellets. Yeah. I, no, imagine, it, I imagine you peeped like really, a rabbit. Yeah, there was a Portlandia sketch where there was like, I think something, like they call like a doctor. Oh, the like, there's something really wrong with me. It, I don't know. It looks it looks really bad. They're like, uh, was it beats? <laughs> I'm sorry? Did you have any beats? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> and then, like it pulls out there next to a toilet, like looking in the toilet bowl. Oh, I love
1: that show. Yeah. I miss that show. <laughs> Yeah, it's good.
3: All right. Well, uh I love you both.
1: I hope everyone uh is not too upset by any of the things that uh were mentioned or we talked about. Uh we love you. We thank you for singing with you going into year 8 next year. Wow. Yeah, of, coming of up the podcast. on year 8 you're fucking nuts. Um and good God. uh hope to see you guys more and I'm so I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for not just the things you're achieving, but for the people that you have become and grown into and uh I'm Proud of uh, and thankful that all of our wives put up with our dumb fucking
3: bullshit yeah. it's really day
1: remarkable. in, day out, week
3: after week. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for Katie, too, for putting up with our
1: And Katie movies. Levine is a fucking superstar who deserves also an Emmy. I don't know how that really fits into yeah, the yeah, rules. yeah, yeah. People do say like when are you going to have Katie on the podcast? I have offered, she has declined. She just doesn't seem to want to be on the podcast, but you know at some point you should fully sit in on a hostful podcast. Will sure. you do that? Okay. Sure. Finally. Yeah. In the very beginning you didn't even like doing the intros. It took me But now it's all now, now it's all she's okay. a pro. Now it's all yeah. hat. Yeah. How how
4: was your year, Katie? She knows she's not on mic cuz she's listening to us and she's probably Oh, right. uh, there
1: we go. It was fine. Just all right? Yeah. Nothing too exciting. But any, any sports things happen that you're excited about?
0: Oh, all my teams suck.
1: Yep. Like,
4: hardcore. Upset about so. that. You got Jimmy Garoppolo
1: now.
0: Yeah, and we won on five field goals you're today. You're welcome. You're upset, you're <laughs> upset
1: about that uh, Pontiac Dome that won't uh, go down? <laughs> they keep trying to blow it up, and
4: <laughs> yep. it's just the
1: Yeah. And someone said, like, guess we built it too well. Uh,
4: you know, there's a great uh, YouTube account, Sun Films. They, he does an abandoned of the Pontiac Silver Tome. That's really a treat to watch. A lot hey, of YouTube what, recommendations. What are you, are you looking for?
1: Time. Yeah, well, you're on fucking planes all the time, yeah. and You don't sleep a lot of the time. So. JetBlue, by the way, best Wi-Fi I've ever
4: had on a plane. Really? It's fucking amazing. Gate to gate. And you can
1: stream full quality Amazon Prime the whole time. Wow. Holy shit. Good to know. So, Katie, 2018, what are you excited about? Um, I don't know. Shit. Great. All right. Perfect.
4: I have nothing to say. I was not prepared (laughs) to talk, like, whatsoever.
3: Okay. (laughs) Shit. I recommend magnesium.
1: Yes. Magnesium. Will help fulfill all As soon of as your you said dreams. that,
4: I was like, oh, that's just like as soon as I started taking magnesium, I was like, oh, this is gonna make you poop. I didn't know like that! Why didn't you tell me that, with,
1: <laughs> even though you didn't know I was no. taking it? And I was really, because the back of the, of the container says, yeah. start with a teaspoon, work your way up to two teaspoons. So I was just like, just like really shoveling it in there thinking, I'm gonna sleep great. <laughs> And my brain was relaxed, but it made my body Just anxious. Just take some Z-Quil, You'll be fine. I can't take that. Why not? Because it has alcohol in it. Uh,
2: Get a weighted blanket.
1: Even, th- the, uh, even the pills of z I think that's part of the... Isn't that... Or, no, it has diphenhydramine. Di- I can't take... I think it's diphenhydramine. I can't take that stuff because I don't take anything. Uh-huh. E- you know it's funny, interesting because when the doctor... When I went to see my ear, nose, and throat guy because of the, the ear ringing, and I was like, I, it's really freaking me out... He, pre- he gave me Xanax, and I didn't take it. I got the prescription filled because, weirdly, I was like, well, I don't intend to take it, but just knowing that I had it, it made common. me feel better. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a, I was never a pill guy, so if I had to take it, I don't feel like it would violate my sobriety or anything, but I just was like, well, I'll see if I can not take it. And I never did. But I just can't, if I, I can't take any kind of medication like that because it I'm so sensitive. I would feel it in my system for days, mm-hmm. for days. Uh,
4: well, over Christmas break I'd like you to try some
1: you know when I when I when I first got sober I um, I was taking Tylenol PM to sleep mm-hmm. and then I stopped taking it for a while and I took it again a couple of months later and it felt like a hangover and it was so uh, unpleasant wow. to me that I couldn't gotcha. it was the sense memory of it was too much and I couldn't take it so I can't I don't take yeah, anything yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I take melatonin and that's it mm-hmm. um, and I thought this calm stuff was the old uh, yeah, the other way to do it but uh, but anyway, we hope you enjoy your burrito. Uh, I know it feels like dark times out there, but there are light times, too. Uh, so
3: I love you all. And uh, yeah. I'll Proud s- of you, too, Chris. Get out. Yeah, no, you're a lot more. Uh, uh, this, this is going to sound like a retroactive insult, but. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, it's like you, you have a, you have a more positive, like a true positive, calm demeanor to you. Like uh, the past like a uh, couple years, and it's uh, I think
1: that's all Lydia. Yeah, I don't even bo- think I could take credit for that. It's very possible,
3: but he like is, it's he like it's more is, of a human being. Yeah, yeah. It's like even like you know like you know Deanna. She's like she's like like you know the times that you run into her. Just like uh, just she's like Chris seems like so much better. He seems like he's in a really good place. So yeah, I'm just I'm
1: I'm I'm excited for my life. Not just because of all the fun work stuff, but but first and foremost because of my partner. You know, yeah. like I just i can't imagine i just i don't know yeah I, it's when i look back and i just sort of think now it like she's just such a great wonderful person and such a great stabilizing force i really don't know what she gets out of me but i do adore her and i appreciate it yeah so uh you know yeah that's just been that's been pretty pretty amazing too yeah, so, uh, it, it shows. It's
3: uh, it's definitely had a positive effect on you.
1: Well, uh, all right, everyone. Have a great end of your year. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you. See
3: you. Th- You'll hear us th- later. Years. Hear us later. Here, hear us later. Hear us later, hear us Aces here, later. Listen, listen now listen later. Listen ha, hear, listen, listen later. Hear, hear. Now uh, and later. Talk. Now, now and later. Here's some now, Talk six at you later. Laffy, Laffy Taffy, Z- baby giraffe. Zip, um, zip oh.
1: um, zap,
3: Do it.
4: Misa uh, ju- two.
1: Where is my
3: croissant? <laughs>
1: Enjoy your burrito. Enjoy your ham cheese croissant.
3: If they have it. Now
2: leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.